Gareth here. You all know me well. I'm slobbering all the time. Listen, it's lovely. It's lovely to meet um, and be involved in, in what we're doing. So this is the very first recording of the podcast. Um, this is to really try and set the scene for what's going to happen over the, the coming six weeks. This will go out on this Friday. Uh, guys are waiting for me to do it. So we have some great interviews to go out. But the whole idea of the podcast, what, what is Sportina's Life? Sport, firstly, what is Sportina's Life? Sportina's Life is an organisation that was founded in a very, very simple, simple term, a very simple mission to use sport to change people's life, to impact young people, impact anybody who gets involved in, in, our, in the organisation or uses sport to impact lives. And that's one of the clear things that we've realised that you know, over the years we've been able to see the massive impact that this a wonderful thing called sport has it's done for many many people it's one of those things that you know i was doing this i was trying to do this preparation for this when i was on when i was just walking on the beach and i did a 15 minute i probably should just put it up as well because it's a bit of a slabber about the foundation but it's nice to have the logo in the background so it puts in people's minds but the main thing about sport sport can either be a very positive thing or a very negative thing and what we try to do here through what we will try to do here is illustrate all sides of you know, the stories of sport. You know, I converted the word of the idea of sport in his life come from, you know, I talk about um, many people in my life impacted my life through sport, um, whether it be Miss Connedy, who um, bought me my first badminton racket, um, helped me pay for membership fees to Lisburn Rackets because she knew that my family couldn't afford it, or, you know, the the, the Bobby Morrison's, the, the John Kennedy's, God rest them, the the great people that I was very fortunate to, to come across. And the reality is it's, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, sport is all about people and people are all about, you know, the impact that they can have um, on each other. And that's one of the clear things that I've, I've really, really strived to try and do with this organization. Like all organizations, there've been huge ups and downs in terms of how we, 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 we try and drive it. But the very origins of the sport of sport in his life organization come from very difficult backgrounds, you know. So there'd be three people who founded the organization. Deidre and I initially created an organization called B Balls, Belfast Basketball Action for Local Schools, which was about bringing basketball to many, many thousands of young people every week in the city. And, and it further as field, it ended up not just being Belfast. Then that evolved into we brought the first victory scholars in, Adrian and Brian into Belfast to the University of Ulster. There weren't factory scholars at the time, but at that time we could see real, real impact immediately with these guys in the city and impact within the university. It was very exciting, those very early days. And then we started to see the, the real impact around um, how we could really impact a community, working with police, working with local community groups, um, and working with all sides of the community, not one particular side, but more importantly, not working down a line of just pure cross-community, working inter-community, helping people develop as individuals, as persons first, and then bringing them together. And that was always a part of our strategy was probably a bit of a difference out there. And then we, we realized we could something really big and I knew that I didn't need to get some business advice, business support and how we could develop it. And I find this wonderful gentleman called Mark Murray, who who very successful businessman, fantastic network of people. And Mark got involved and we ended up then rebranding through a fantastic group called Mammoth and A, the Mammoth TV helped us put this whole brand together. Paul Martin and Jeremy were brilliant. But the whole idea was that we wanted to try and 
build out something and we created this brand called Sport Changes Life. And that was the start of the journey. It's now, that's nearly 15, 20 years ago. We really started it about 10, 12 years ago. We really rebranded into Sport Changes Life. But it was very quickly, you know, seeing that we could have massive impact in areas that others could not. So our programs were e-hoops. Um, our programs were, you know, we now have the honor role. We have many different facets of that in terms of whether it be working with young people in the schools or working on people in the community, different age groups. But more importantly as well, we introduced different facets. And Colin Mack, one of the great guys in the organization, introduced active um, active living or active aging, sorry, active aging. It was called the Over 50s Club, but we didn't like that because I just turned 50. So we needed to get rid of that. So that was gone very quickly. But the reality is the impact that we could see was just unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. And, it's, and, and the outcomes, you know, the changing of many situations, whether it be a young person in, in, in an environment that he needed help in, whether it be a community area that needed support, we were able to make impact in those areas. So we, we know the impact of sport. And in me personally, sport, you know, changed everything for me. It, I don't even know, I wouldn't say changed. It was from a very young age that I knew that my home life situation was, was not normal in my mind. But now when I got older, I realized, unfortunately, there was a lot of normal households where there was a lot of problems. There was a lot of drink, a lot of gambling, a lot of abuse, a lot of, you know, you know, you know, mental torture in terms of the environment that we live, that I certainly grew up in. A phenomenal mother. My father, you know, just had lots of problems, lots of issues. But unfortunately, he just dismantled our house, dismantled our, our life. And, and my mother put up with it as much as she could. My sisters and my wonderful brother, um, you know, they all were able to get out, but they all went through their own torment and time and torture. My brother left the house, I think he was 16, 17 years of age, and he was gone. You know, he was gone out of the house. He used to run away, he just didn't want to be. For many reasons, he left. But that's that's a normal, unfortunately. That was a normal house. And I think one of the things back then, when in the mid-70s, growing up in Northern Ireland, in Belfast, you know, a lot of these things were going on. People didn't talk about it. We didn't have social media to talk about it. We didn't have this opportunity to be able to create your own show and, and talk about those issues. But one of the things I, I learned, um, one of the, the stories when I when I started teaching in some of the areas I taught in, I then learned very quickly that, you know, when maybe somebody didn't bring their PE kit in or they didn't have homework in or there was, yes, there's a lot of people just didn't bother their backside or arse didn't want to go. But a lot of the reasons why a lot of these things didn't happen because they weren't able to, they didn't have the stuff, they couldn't do it, they couldn't do the, they couldn't do the things that the normal young people or what's normal, the normal could be that many young people had these massive issues, couldn't find their PE kit because nobody washed it. No, there wasn't anybody at home to wash it, you know, from the week before. There wasn't any bought, you know, there wasn't any pee kit there. There wasn't anybody to make breakfast. When a young person leaving the house, there wasn't anybody, you know, getting up and, um, or when they come home, there's a dinner there. Those things, I was very fortunate. There was always food on the table. My mother was incredible. There was always a dinner made. There was always something there. Um, I can never never can I complain sometimes about the type of food but there was always food there but many many young people that you know I've taught many young people I've worked with don't have that stability at home at least I had that stability there was a rock there was my mom and I was very very blessed and fortunate to have that even though all the other mayhem that was going on outside what's that got to do with sport that got me out of the house 
sport got me out of the house, got me out of that environment, out of that constant fighting, um, abusive nature that was going on in our house in terms of that. And the, the reality is thousands and thousands of households are in that place. So thousands of young people are growing up in that environment. And it is, it is our organization to try and get to those young people, um, families and help them through this traumatic period and, and that, that is going on. So I think one of the clear things for me is, is that what we're trying to do now is, is to expand what we're doing. We want to tell other people's stories. We want to tell other people, finding out what it's like to grow up in a either a good or a bad environment and how sport has impacted their life or how, how, or how it's not impacted their life. Maybe there, are, maybe there are issues there that, you know, they don't have the problems, but their life is still being affected because of their mental health or other things that are going on. So really what we're going to do is we're going to interview some great people. I'm embarrassed because some of them have already met. Some of them I met months and months ago and we still haven't put it out. And one of them in particular, which is just quite fascinating, which you'll see out next week. I met with him four months ago and he was on a big, he's involved in a big story. And that big story, um, it it was it was a huge story in the in, in the media, sports story, and and he's involved in a similar story right now. So it's quite it's quite interesting when you see that all come together. Sport is an incredible tool to engage people. It's an incredible tool because it becomes passionate. People become passionate about it. Become passionate about their sports team. They become passionate about. But as I said earlier on, it's also a, it's a damage. It can be a damaging tool where it can cause problems. Growing up here playing football in Northern Ireland, it just was not a healthy environment. And I applaud people like, you know, Jim McJilton, um, you know, young Paul McVeigh. And I say young, he was young to me then when we were growing up in the area that we lived. I just think it's a, an immense, I, I look at them with immense pride in terms of what they were able to achieve. Martin O'Neill, um, Michael O'Neill, what they would be able to achieve in, in football, the girls' soccer at the minute, what they're achieving. The problem is we came from an environment that I, I personally just couldn't cope with it. I just didn't like it. Um, I hated it. I was introduced to basketball. I was introduced to something that was able to allow me to travel around the world. I didn't want to play Gaelic football. I didn't want to play soccer. I wanted to play basketball. I was just addicted to the. I had an issue with Gaelic football. I was probably the most athletic player on the pitch um, that couldn't catch the ball. So that was a, a real problem in Gaelic football and in soccer football I just didn't like the sectarian nature when we were growing up we played in a very successful basketball team a really successful um a really successful basketball team a really successful sorry a really successful soccer soccer program in St John the Baptist really successful in La Salle really really good teams phenomenal characters that we played with and and so on the problem was the environment that we played was just horrendous at times you would go and go to other pitches and the abuse that would be hurled at you and probably be going both ways. You know, it, it felt a very hostile environment. I loved playing, but I hated everything around it. And, and, and neither sport really captured me, but basketball did. And I was very lucky. So I got to see the world. I got to travel. I got to do all of those things. And sport did that for me. It gave my mom great pride because I was able to go away and play basketball for Ireland. I were very proud of that. And so was she. And we, we just had a, we, we, when in those later days when I was still playing, my mom had a, a real, 
um, joy of being able to be a part of that. So I give her joy, give her real pride, you know, pride to the community because I was playing for Ireland and did all of those things. But that's sport. Deidre did the same. She played for Ireland. She played, you know, she ran for Ireland. You know, so we're bodied within sport. Mark was a big sports person when he came on board. He loved the sport, big into his cricket and his rugby, but he just loved sport. And he knew after his experiences, and, and, and I will interview him one of these in one of these because I think it's important to tell his story in terms of being a Zimbabwean, in terms of the, the openness of the racism within the country that he lived and his his dealings within it and his trans transition out of that, you know, is quite fascinating story. And I think it's an important story to be told, especially for the local community of Northern Ireland, because he's lived here for so long and maybe for his family and friends back home. So Sport Chain is Life will have a podcast. We're also putting this on YouTube, you know, um, so all of the channels, this will be reached out. We'll, we'll cut it up. We'll give wee bits of it. We have a great staff. We have a great team. Um, and really passionate team that's about to grow. So we're very excited about where we're going next. And we're, we're blessed to the fact that, you know, we have a great board, a great group of people around us, really supporting us, really driving us forward. And I have to say that, you know, even with the pandemic, even with other things that have happened, whether it be Brexit or other elements of what we were in, we have come through stronger and we have demonstrated huge resilience in relation to really taking ourselves to the next level. So I'm very proud, very proud of what we've done. I'm very proud of we're sitting here today and we're going to launch this this week. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy all the sessions. There are some great people um, that we're talking to from around the world. Um, and I hope that you are not only going to learn about it from us, but learn maybe a wee bit about yourself because we're going to very talk talking a lot about resilience, positivity, being being dogged, determined, believing in yourself. Those core factors of believing in you and what you do and what you achieve are the most important things that we want to do on a daily basis. So that's what we do in our programs. That's what we do with it within our office. That's what we do with each other, and that's what we do in relation to this organization in sport chain's life. So listen, I hope you enjoy it. I'm really excited about it. You're going to hear me doing a lot of slabber and we're putting out a whole big social media strategy driving forward to really take the organization to the next level and really putting it out there. We have a fantastic group going on in a project going on in the States in terms of our alumni network, in terms of the people who have been really, really, really driving things forward with us. So there's a lot of really, really positive, positive, strong attributes to where we are at the minute. We have a lot of work to do. This is only one part of the work, our programs, honor roll, e-hoops, you know, our corporate program, all of those things that we're driving forward. But what we want to say, just to finish on this, I want you to really understand that everything we'll say will be very genuine from our heart. We will have really deep and very meaningful and a lot of fun conversations with people. And I really hope that you enjoy it and you, you can be a part of this journey with us. It's a new part of the journey. It's a new chapter. I'm very excited about it, and I'm very excited to have this opportunity. So I hope you enjoyed this. Just a wee bit of an explanation. First, this will go out this week. The, the first proper you know, interview will go out the week after. hope you enjoy it. That one's a wee bit dated. I'm a wee bit embarrassed, but I'm putting it out first because I feel bad that I haven't done it. So hopefully enjoy it. Um, so listen, you'll find out who that is because we'll, we'll advertise that next week. So listen, thank you so much for listening. Hope it didn't waffle on too much. Most important thing, believe resilience, 
positivity and people coming together. Nothing can be beaten then. So listen, thank you so much. Hope you enjoy this and I'll talk to you very soon.